Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Shortly after Hurricane Matthew stormed through North Carolina in October of 2016, swelling the Noose River to a level never seen before, one Matthew Starr ventured out on the river to see some of the damage himself. In the article this episode is based on, How Stuff Works spoke with Starr, the upper Noose River keeper for Sound Rivers, a nonprofit that monitors and protects the Noose and Tar Pamlico River basins. He said, when the flood water receded, I was out on the boat doing a patrol on one of the inactive ash ponds, and it really looked like a winter wonderland. Here was this white, very fine ash up in the trees, on the water, on the trunks, on the leaves. It was just everywhere. 
If you just slightly bumped a tree, it would just rain down this very fine ash. Fast forward two years later, not a single shovel of ash has been removed. The ash Star speaks of is coal ash, an ecological can that the state and the whole country has been kicking down the road for decades. In 2014, more than 30,000 tons of coal ash spilled into the Dan River, the 214-mile or 344-kilometer river that crosses the Virginia-North Carolina line eight times in something the locals came to call the heartbreak on the Dan. HowStuffWorks also spoke with Brian Williams, the Virginia Program Manager for the Dan River Basin Association, who was one of the first on the scene. He said, The river ran gray for weeks after that. People still ask me, is it safe to go wading in the river? I don't know. I can't say the same thing about it that I used to be able to. Coal ash is just what it says on the box. It's what's left over from burning coal. Coal consumption has dropped dramatically in recent years. It peaked in 2007, and the electric power sector used less coal in 2017 than in any year since 1983. But power plants throughout the nation still use a staggering amount of it. About 717 million tons of coal were consumed in 2017, most used to produce electricity. About 30% of the nation's energy still comes from coal. And of course, millions and millions of tons of coal ash are left over from when the U.S. was more coal-dependent. The Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, says that coal ash is one of the largest types of industrial waste produced in the United States. More than 130 million tons of the stuff was generated in 2014 alone. Though there are some uses for the ash, uh, to strengthen things like wallboard and concrete mainly, Most is discarded into dry landfills or wet ponds near the power plants where it's produced, as it has been for decades, and where it just sits. Until, that is, something happens. A flooding river or lake nearby, a dam break, and then catastrophe. Rivers and streams near coal-burning plants are used to cool machinery and produce steam, but they also provide a way out for the ash if it's not disposed of properly. And the problem with coal ash getting loose in the environment is that it is, in a word, toxic. To quote the organization Physicians for Social Responsibility, coal ash typically contains heavy metals, including arsenic, lead, mercury, cadmium, chromium, and selenium, as well as aluminum, antimony, barium, beryllium, boron, chlorine, cobalt, manganese, molybdenum, nickel, thallium, vanadium, and zinc. If eaten, drunk, or inhaled, these toxicants can cause cancer and nervous system impacts such as cognitive defects, developmental delays, and behavioral problems. They can also cause heart damage, lung disease, respiratory distress, kidney disease, reproductive problems, gastrointestinal illness, birth defects, and impaired bone growth in children. The worst coal ash spill ever came in December of 2008, when a dike at the storage site at the Tennessee Valley Authority's Kingston Fossil Fuel Power Plant burst releasing 5.4 million cubic yards of wet ash into the surrounding land. The sludge covered some 300 acres, that's 120 hectares, befouling land and waters and prompting a years-long cleanup. More than 30 workers charged with getting rid of the coal ash have already died, allegedly from long-term exposure to the toxins. At least 200 more are sick or dying. Lawsuits are pending. 
North Carolina has had a few spills. After the Dan River disaster, rains from Hurricane Matthew in 2016 and Hurricane Florence in September of 2018 caused coal ash to spill into other North Carolina rivers. Though Duke Energy, the state's largest utility, says the damage from the Hurricane Florence spill is minimal, a statement released in September of 2018 by the Upper Noose Riverkeeper and Waterkeeper Alliance disputes that claim. An analysis by Pace Analytical not only found levels of arsenic nearly 18 times higher than the North Carolina standard for drinking water supply and fish consumption, but it also found elevated levels of lead and other heavy metals in the water. Williams said, are we going to see, 20 years from now, heavy metals in shellfish? Who knows? Probably. We just can't say right away. We can definitely say that concentrated heavy metals are not good in the environment. And this is not a problem limited to the Southeast. According to the EPA, coal ash disposal occurs at over a 1,000 sites around the U.S., and those are just the active sites. As many as 1,100 additional coal ash disposal sites exist around the country. Some of the ash is stored in pits where it's mixed with water, which helps to keep the dusty ash settled. And some is stored dry. Some of these sites are covered. And some of the pits are lined. Environmentalists note that even when the sites aren't flooded or retaining walls aren't compromised, the minerals in the ash can still seep into water tables and infect drinking water. Williams said, We know everything's not okay. Just sweeping this under the rug is not cutting it. What's going to fix this is good ideas and admitting, yeah, this is a problem and we've got to figure out a solution. Utilities, fearful of the huge costs associated with cleaning up these sites, favor sealing off the landfills and the ponds that hold coal ash. But that doesn't remove the problem. It only kicks the can further down the road. Starr explained, this isn't without a fix. The fix is to excavate all of the coal ash. Once you remove all the coal ash, the threat is removed. Excavating the coal ash, putting it away from our water resources, and putting it into a lined landfill. Your kitchen garbage has more strict restrictions on it. That's what you have to do. The fix is to remove it. A rule dictating stricter federal standards for coal ash disposal, passed in 2015 under the Obama administration, was eased in 2018 by the Trump administration. But a U.S. Court of Appeals decision later in 2018 not only threatens to gut the Trump rollbacks, but calls on the EPA to pass even tougher rules than called for during the Obama era. Disposal of all the coal residue is going to take years and years to pull off, all while plants across the country continue to produce it. That means coal ash will be a problem for everybody for the foreseeable future. Today's episode is based on the article, The Deadly Problem of Coal Ash, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by John Donovan. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio, in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com, and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.